Hi everyone, this is John Norm, and you're listening to Sonic Perspective. Welcome, I'm Robert Cavuto, and today on Sonic Perspectives, we're talking with John Norum of Europe fame for his solo album, Gone to Stay, coming out this September. Welcome, and I'm so excited to speak with you today. Thank you so much for your time. Oh, thank you, no problem. Yeah, I recall the CD was supposed to be released the end of uh, 2021. What was the delay? Well, uh, I have, uh, you know, I have different record companies in different territories in the world, and they have to kind of coordinate the release uh, with each other. So I had to wait for uh, another record company because they had like 20 other releases going on at the time uh, last year, at the end of last year. So in the contract, it says that, you know, one of, we're not allowed to uh, release. It basically needs all to be coordinated, you know. So we've been uh, just kind of hanging around and waiting for for those guys to release those other uh, artists. And um, and finally, uh, it, it was our turn. So now it's, um, it's coming out. Oh, good. It, they, now they finally agreed, uh, agreed on the, you know, the same dates and the same release and, and all that stuff. Awesome. You know, I've listened to the album a few times since I got it last night. And one thing I noticed, it's very organic, bluesy and atmospheric. Like I'm listening to an up and coming artist in a bar you know, playing, playing his heart and soul out. Was that the purpose yeah. of certain moments on this album? Because it's, it's really evident on, you know, a lot of the songs, particularly What Do You Want and Voices of Silence. Yeah, you know, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a huge blues fan. And uh, not so much like the old uh, traditional blues kind of way, but more like, uh, you know, rock blues or hard rock blues type mm-hmm. of stuff. Like you know, like Gary Moore and uh, and uh, Frank Marino and you know Mahogany Rush, you know people like that. So yeah, there's definitely some blues influences on there, you know. And um, you know Frank Marino is is uh, one of my favorite guitar players. Jimi Hendrix, you know, all that kind exactly. of. So, so it's so it's not like you know, it's not like BB King uh, type of blues, that type of blues, you know. But which I which I also love, but you know, this is different. It's much harder. It's more like hard rock blues, I would call it. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. There was really some really nice light and dark shades of blues, you know, from the last track all the way to the first track. So I thought it, there was a nice diversity on it. And, uh, but at the core, yeah. it, I think the blues ties a nice cohesive ribbon around this CD. So I think you did a tremendous job with that. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and when you pick up the guitar to practice at home, is this the type of music you gravitate towards? Um, is it is it more in your comfort zone? Yeah, it is. I mean, I'm mainly I'm mainly a, a, a blues player. I mean, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm I'm not so much into scales and stuff like that. Even though I love Alde Miola and John McLaughlin and you know those people. Uh, I'm more into the pentatonic scale, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, you know, but doing it kind of in my own way. Yeah. You know, a uh, hundred miles an hour sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, there's so many things you can do with the pentatonic scale, you know, and right. it's just the way you bend and, and all that kind of, kind of stuff. So it's when I'm, when I'm home, just sitting and, and, and jamming, it's basically blue, bluesy stuff, you know, 
And sometimes I'm doing some uh, Yngwie uh, Malmsteen ripoffs, but uh, you know that doesn't happen. It doesn't happen too often. <laughs> you know, uh, the the lyrics on this come across as very personal and passionate. You know, and that's what you have to do, I guess, with the blues. Where do you pull your inspiration from? Uh, well, from just basically from life. You know, life experience. You know. Um, it can be anything, you know, it can be relationships. Uh, well, it, re relationships with people, ba basically, you know, over the years. And uh, and uh, sometimes uh, other uh, subjects as well as, as if you've seen the, the Sail On video. Yes. Which is, uh, which was the first single. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, um, uh, when I, <laughs> When we, when we mix that song, I just got this Viking type of thing going. It's a Viking riff, you know, yes. and the and the vocal and everything. And I just had this idea: wouldn't it be cool to do um, do a video on a Viking ship? So it was, uh, you know, filmed on on a real Viking ship, you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, so it, it's all kind of different kind of stuff, you know. It yeah. just draws from you know life experience, basically, you know. And uh, and what you want is um, it's pretty, um, well, it's a kind of a, how do you say, I, uh, I guess it's between a, a, a guy and a, and a girl kind of a relationship. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's not very positive, <laughs> <laughs> but, but you know, but it turns out good in the end. Good, good. Um, as far as being a lyricist, how do you, how would you describe yourself as a lyricist? Well, I never really been into lyrics that much, you know. Uh, I, I had this, I had this, this attitude, or, or, you know, when I thought of lyrics, I, I just thought it's more important that they sound good than what they mean, you mm -hmm. know. And and uh, and I followed that thing for for many many years, you know. I didn't pay that much attention to lyrics, really, you know. Paul Stanley said it once. It doesn't matter what, what they are, what it is about. It's it's important that it sounds good, and that kind of stuck in my head. Yeah. But like the but the last five, five six years or something, it's it's totally changed. You know. Now I think the lyrics are very very important. You know. Uh, so, and uh, I just try to. You know, the writers as good as I can, you know, when it comes to that and have, you know, it has to have a meaning, you know, to it, you know. And sometimes it's kind of, um, it, it, it's, it's, it should be fun too, you know, but yeah. it's something serious and fun and uh, it has some uh, fun stuff, fun elements in there, like, you know, some comedy as well, you know, not just this all this serious business going on all the time. True. You know, I, I loved about your lyrics was they're kind of wide open and you, they're left for interpretation, too. So they meant something to yeah. you. I kind of interpreted it and put it onto myself like a good story. And that's what I enjoyed about it. And it was it, it was, you know, interpreted for me very nicely. And I like that. And I'm looking forward to oh, listening yeah. to it more. So. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. It has to tell it has to tell a story. You know, it's very important. Yeah. And and even now, after after I got the album when it was finally mixed and everything and listened through it i i have thought well i could have done that line i could have done that line a little bit better and so i'm, I'm really have you know a, a totally different point of view of, of lyrics now even after the album mm -hmm. 
you know, I wasn't thinking about it so much when I was recording it. I was thinking that the lyrics were important, but now they're super important. So <laughs> next time I'm going to put more effort into, you know, writing, you know, great lyrics. Yeah. You touched upon this earlier when we were joking around about the marshals behind me. Um, yeah. What do the guitars and the amps play in the creative process for this solo album or even for Europe? Uh, well, you know, if it's ma I mainly used to use three kind of uh, amps. And uh, those are marshals, of course, which I used, you know, since the beginning of time. Uh, I have old Plexi style Marshall, 50 and 100 watts from the 60s and the 70s. And uh, then J some a bunch of JCM 800s. Mm -hmm. And then uh, I use also, I, I love high watts amps. And I use that on three solos on this album. It's a 50 watt uh, high watt. And it won, it's an old one from the 70s. Mm -hmm. which I actually bought from uh, Matthias Jabs, uh, oh, really? the, the guitarist in the guitarist in Scorpions, lead yeah. guitarist in Scorpions. Yeah, and that's, that amp sounded great. So, um, and then also it's an Italian company called Mezza Barba, which makes great amps, really, really, really good. Uh, made in Italy, like, like you know, it, they are like the Ferraris of uh, amps. Wow. And, yeah, and I play, I played, I played it through it through it uh, yesterday, and I was having because I've been on tour now for six weeks. I just came back on from tour with White Snake, right, here in Europe, and uh, and I just plugged it in yesterday, and I couldn't believe how amazing this amp sounds. It's like the purest thing. It doesn't have any master volume, no effects loop, nothing like that. It's just like one channel amp, a, 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 a couple of knobs or a few knobs. And uh, that's it. It's it's made by the best parts you you can find, and uh, yeah, it's out. really really is amazing amp. You know, you should you should check that out. Meza Barba. That, I will. That's what it's called. I it's will. the guy's last name, Meza Barba. And does all that impact when you're plugging in and you're coming up? You know, you're practicing at home and you're jamming. Yeah, yeah, plug yeah. In yeah. And... yeah, I mean, the better sound you have, the the more inspired you get. You know, the better you play. So, you know, if you have a great tone and a great sound, you, you, you get, you know, excited and, and you play better. Yeah. You know, if you have a shitty sound, you know, it's kind of depressing. And, and <laughs> yes. And uh, especially live, if you feel like, oh, man, this is not happening at all. And, 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 it, and I'm not one of those guys that can fake it either. You know, can just put a smile on and, you know, it's just, oh, this is, just, you know. Uh, so it shows right away. It shows like uh, like something is wrong, you know. Yeah. So so yeah, uh, a good amp and a good guitar is is very important. But mainly it comes from you, you know, from your from your fingers and uh, from your heart and soul. True, <laughs> true. Sure, sure. Because you know, I, I I remember the one time I read an interview with um, Ed Van Halen, and he said. He was out, Van Halen was out on tour with Ted Nugent. And uh, Ted was going to, he, he wanted to try Eddie's rig, you know, because it sounded so good. Mm -hmm. But then, you know, when he, Ted plugged into Eddie's rig, it sounded just like Ted Nugent. <laughs> it, it didn't sound anything, didn't sound anything like Eddie Van Halen, you know. So it, it, it's really, as the main thing is it comes from you and, and the, the way you touch the strings and all that. Kind of stuff you know 
It's true. You know, it's, it's important to, um, as a beginner guitar player, when I was learning how to play, you know, you had a crap guitar, you had a crap amp, and it was very frustrating. Yeah. You, didn't, you didn't sound like anybody and it didn't sound good. And it wasn't until you saved some money and you got some better equipment that you started to find your own tone, your own voice, and you elaborate from there. But, and it made you want to play better, you know? So it's important yeah, to get yeah. a good piece of equipment because it's, it's encouraging. Yes, it is. Yes, it's important. It's very important to have a good sound, for sure. Now, you have um, Augustine Nielsen singing on uh, several of the tracks. He's, one of, he's in one of my all-time favorite bands, Wigwam. Um, tell me about the connection of you two guys um, and your friendship. Well, uh, we are both uh, Norwegians <laughs> to start with. Uh, even though I, I, was, I was born in Norway, but I came to Sweden when I was two years old. So I'm, I'm considered more, uh, you know, Swedish. Mm -hmm. But, um, well, he, uh, Oge, he had this, um, or had, still has, I, I'm not sure. He has this uh, uh, Queen tribute band yes. that he does sometimes. Mm -hmm. And he dresses up like Freddie Mercury and stuff, you know, and all the, you know, flamboyant uh, clothes and all that. And uh, and he asked me if I wanted to come up and, uh, you know, you know, jam a couple of songs with him on this Queen tribute thing. And and that's how we uh, connected. That was in Gothenburg, Sweden. And uh, and ever since that gig, we've been, you know, friends and kept in contact and. And then later on, we decided to put uh, like a hobby band together, mm -hmm. uh, which was Oge on vocals, my, myself on guitar, and Mick Michele from uh, Europe on keyboards. Yep. And Hal Pacino on bass from uh, King Diamond. Mm -hmm. And uh, Mickey D on drums. From, wow. Which, yeah, which I've been, you know, working with before in the Don Dockin band. Right. And uh, he's now in Scorpions, you know. <laughs> and so we did a bunch of gigs. We did like, I don't know, maybe eight, eight, nine gigs or something like that. Just for fun, you know, when we had some time off, when I had some time off from touring with Europe and he had some time off from, you know, from uh, actually he was in Motorhead at the time when we did this. Uh, so it's basically just a fun thing. And um we did some shows and we did some TV stuff. It's out on YouTube. Everything is out on YouTube. Yes. And uh, as you know. Yes. <laughs> and uh, yeah. And uh, after that, I just thought, you know, I had a, a, a few songs that I thought that I actually sang first, but I, I just, it just didn't sound right to me. It's just because I'm not really like a hard rock, uh, you know, singer. I can do some, some stuff, but my voice suits better you know for more mellow stuff really okay but uh if i do some more heavy stuff i i do it kind of in a more lower range like in a, in a kind of david bowie-ish uh phil Linnet, thin lizzy type yes. of thing you know yes which is which is cool because mm -hmm. i'm not a big fan of screamers anyways you know even though i love ian gillen and david coverdale and those guys so and and also i think when you do a solo album i think it's important that you um try to sing as many songs as you possibly can, because if you have written the lyrics, it becomes more personal if you do it yourself, you know? Sure. And, uh, but just these particular songs uh, were, you know, uh, I just did, I did, I sang them, but I, I didn't think it sounded that good. So I called Oge up and asked him if he wanted to, you know, come over and, and give it a shot. And, and he did a fabulous job on, on there. 
He did. He really did. I, yeah. I, I love his voice. He, he exudes melody on, on every wigwam yes. song. He's totally, and even um, ammunition is solo band. He's, he exudes. Oh yeah. Tremendous. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. He's incredible. And his voice is so loud. It's unbelievable. You know, really? I mean, we had to turn down the gain on, on the, on the preamps like to one when they were on five, when, when I was singing, but when he started singing, we had to turn it down on one, you know, because his voice was like twice as loud, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and even when he talks and, you know, when he laughs, you, you better have, you know, wear earplugs because it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's super loud. I mean, he has such a nice tone in his voice, you know? Yes. He is a great singer and he's a great front man. And, he, and uh, you know, he's just a very happy, happy guy. He is. I've been to him a couple of times. He's so funny and he's so nice. And uh, yeah, oh, yeah. I, I love talking yeah. to him. Yeah, I mean, his energy is so good. It's, it's just positive energy. It just rubs off on you, you know. Okay. It, it's amazing, really. And so, so he's in. And we're planning to do some gigs, you know, when the album comes out. He's, he, he will be he will be the singer, the, you know, the main singer in the band because we're going to do, you know, the whole catalog, you know, from from my first solo album to my second solo album, Face the Truth, with Glenn Hughes sang on. Mm-hmm. And, and I can't sing that kind of stuff. So I need to have, a, a, you know, a singer to do, do that. And Ovi can do it easily, no problem. He can do it in his sleep. Yeah, he's awesome. I, I love him. You know, and I, I thought the song One by One was tremendous. And, you know, Terror Over Me and, you know, Norma, fantastic stuff. Really good. So when you were writing, yeah. did you, you had all those songs written and then and the lyrics and you turned it over to him or did he write the lyrics for those songs? No, actually, those songs were already written okay. uh, uh, before before he, uh, you know, did the vocal. I just sent them the demos, you know. Wow. Uh, with me singing, with me singing singing on him and i just said just do your thing on here and and so it basically i just gave him a, a guide vocal yeah so two uh, so two of those songs one by one and norma is uh, uh, i co-wrote with uh, michael michael guy which is an american guy okay songwriter producer uh he also been in the, in, in a few different bands uh very nice guy and very good uh, good songwriter and, and uh, Terror Over Me is, uh, that's what we, we split the vocal. Uh, I'm doing the, the main vocal, uh, mo- most of the vocal on that song. Yeah. And then Oi comes in, you know, on the second part, uh, the second verse. And then we also we have Kelly Keeling in there as wow. well, doing some background vocals. So we, we are three singers on that song. I think that's and my that favorite song. And that song is a song that, 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 pardon me? I think that's my favorite song. Yeah, cool, cool, really cool. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, it's kind of like it's like having it's like David Bowie would be the singer in ACDC, you know. It, it's really it's a, it's a very um, unique and uh, um, uh, strange kind of a combination because I have my influences are mainly Phil Lynott and David Bowie in that right. kind of those kind of singers, you know, and Lou Reed and and uh, and of course uh, Glenn Hughes and people like that. Like totally different thing, so I thought I, I do my David Bowie-ish kind of thing on there, you know, 
And then they come with full blast, you know, doing the more uh, ACDC kind of Brian Johnson or whatever. But it doesn't sound like Brian Johnson. It sounds like Wagga, you know. And yeah. And then Kelly does his part, and he also has a few uh, solo lines in there that he sings. But um, yeah, so I, I thought it was a really unique thing, you know, to have, you know, a, a kind of uh, an ACDC type of riff and song, uh, and then have the, you know. David Bowie sing on it, you know. It's like David <laughs> Bowie would sing Back in Black or something, you know. <laughs> but I'm I, I'm not David Bowie, but it's it's you hear you hear the influences, of yes. course, you know. I mean, that's that's what I mean. It's like you know the yeah. David Bowie-ish, you know, in, influence on there, you know. You start singing it. a very low kind of thing, which yeah. I love it. That's really cool. I, I really, it's really cool that you like it. And, and that, that song was also recorded live in the studio. And I think you wow. can hear that, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's the whole band together. The only thing we did was to put the vocal on afterwards. So where you hear the, uh, the basic tracks were done live, you know, the old, old, old school way, so to speak, with headphones on. And that, that guitar solo is live right on the spot. I didn't, I didn't see a reason to change it, really. You know, That's because it, it just felt good, felt great, you know. Yeah, I've always enjoyed all your guitar parts. It's They're tremendous. You talked about touring. Um, you're going to tour with Augustine and you're going to, are you going to come to the United States or you're going to stick with just in Europe? Well, we are, we are talking about, start, for, for, first of all, to start off um, doing some gigs uh, in, uh, in, in uh, Scandinavia, uh, uh, Norway, Mm -hmm. uh, and Sweden mainly, maybe some in De Denmark as well. And then we had some interest uh, to go to Japan and, and do uh, a tour there. So th that, that those are the places we're talking about right now. So it's mainly, you know, uh, Scandinavia and uh, in Japan. And then later on, we, we just have to see if, you know, if some cool festivals pops up you know some out in the out in europe somewhere you know which they have a lot of festivals here in the summer so that would be a lot of fun to do you know that would be that would be great i don't have a you know yeah there's a lot of song a lot of great songs that you know that can be that we need to like to get into like from face the truth and another destination and things like that so so it could be a great set list you know yeah. But we all, but I'm all, but it's also, you know, it's also the 40th anniversary next year um, since uh, Europe released their first album. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. It came out in uh, 83, mm -hmm. the first Europe album. So we're planning to do, and I know exactly what date it was too, because I'm really horrible with dates and <laughs> months and stuff like that. But I do remember the first. The first album, the day, and that's the only one I remember. And the reason is for that is because it was on my birthday. That's the only oh, reason I remember. Oh, Otherwise, I wouldn't remember. I wouldn't have remembered it, you know. And and, and uh, that was something that they, they actually planned. They actually planned to. Why don't we just release it on your birthday? So, oh, that sounds fine to me, you know. That's <laughs> that's very nice. So, um, and so we are planning to do. A, yeah, yeah. So we're planning to do a 40th anniversary for next year, and uh, but I don't know. You know, it's 
So, you know, when we, when we are off not doing anything, when Europe are off and we are planning to do another album as well. And but when when there when there's time off, we I, I, I don't like to just sit around and, you know, roll my thumbs. And yeah. I, I like to I like to do other things. So that that's that's a good time to do, uh, you know, some solo gigs and stuff and just go out and have fun. That's the main thing. Just go out and have fun. Yeah, I told my wife we have to go to Europe because there's so many great bands and so many great festivals that I have to get out there and see some of my favorite artists because they have so much difficulty getting here with visas that I think I got to go there to go a bunch of shows. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is the thinking, behind the, yeah. Is the thinking behind the 40th anniversary to play the entire album from beginning to end? Yeah, I brought that up uh, actually now when we were on tour now. And uh, why don't we just play the whole first album from the beginning Absolutely. to the end and yeah yeah and, and some of the guys there was like mm, i don't know but we haven't gotten that far with it yet but i, I think that would be fun you know i think yeah. that's something we should we should do you know i agree play the first album so so but i i i guess that was just the first response that, that i i got that was like mm, me too no but 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 not from everyone, but uh, <laughs> from some from some of the guys, you know. And uh, but then I think they changed their mind and thought, oh, maybe that's not a bad idea, you know. Yeah, Judas Priest did that um, for one of their albums. They did the tour and they played the whole album from beginning to end. Somebody else did a yeah. tour. I can't remember off the top of my head. And they they played the entire album backwards. So they started with the last song first, and they went. So that was fun too. I can't remember who did that. And I think Anthrax has done things like this too. So it's I think it's great. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. Yeah, and I can't believe it's—I can't believe it's been forty years, you know, yeah, I mean, since incredible. we did that first record. I mean, it's pretty—it's pretty crazy, you know. It, it feels more like twenty-five years, not forty. <laughs> yeah, I hear those songs, and it takes me back to when I was a kid, learning how to play guitar, listening to that, and uh, great memories, you know, just of listening to it and the hair metal. Yeah. You know, I know that's derogatory term, but just the glam metal, the fun metal, the, the commercial metal. So it was just really good getting into it. And, you know, what a great album that is. It's tremendous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's really cool. Now you it's had so one. Like, innocent. True. You had one billion views for the final countdown. So you guys all must be billionaires now, right? <laughs> uh, no comment. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, a billion. Yeah, a billion views is pretty amazing, you know. Yeah. yeah, there, there's. It's been around. It's been out for a very long time, and uh, you know, it's. Um, it, it was a huge hit when it came out. It was like number one in twenty five countries, you know. Right. Right. So, and uh, I'm, I'm very happy that it's still, you know, keep rolling, and the new generation is discovering. Um, yeah. that album and that that song you know and and, and it's a classic you know it's it's, it's a it's a it's a timeless song even though you know even though if you into synthesizers or and, uh, and that type of thing it's um, it's it's fun to play live it is it really is because you see uh, you see the people go crazy and and uh, and all that stuff and jumping up and down and 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 I think it sounds much better live than it does on the album because the I production agree. is kind of you know it was uh, 
it was mixed for uh, for American radio at the time, and this was like in 1986, and so it's kind of has a lot of reverb and echo and you know on on, on everything. But but that's the way it was back then, you know. It was yeah. mixed for for American radio by Kevin Elson, who has done Journey, right? Um, a lot of Journey albums, and so so we wanted to kind of have that Journey sound, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Also, because we big, we were, we're still big Journey fans. But to me, we got a little bit too soft. <laughs> but uh, you know, because I was more into the heavy stuff at the time. But right, right. Well, maybe but, uh, maybe what you guys do on the 40th anniversary, you play the whole album. You do a live DVD and a live CD. That would be awesome too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, actually, we're working on a documentary right now. Wow. Yeah, because we never done a, a documentary and. Uh, which been going on now for uh, about a year, I think. Oh yeah, a year and a half. Actually, it started. I think it's, it's, it started in when we were in Japan, so it must be over two years ago because then COVID hit. So, mm -hmm. so we, we have a, a British uh, team that was there and filmed the shows, and they've been to South America and they've been filming some stuff now in um, uh, on this tour with White Snake as well. So. Great. We've done a bunch of interviews uh, backstage and things like that. So uh, hopefully that will come out soon, maybe next year or maybe later this year. I'm not sure. You know. That would be great. You know, and, and one of my favorite albums here I have is, I don't know if you can see it. <laughs> oh, look at that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, look at that with the tie and everything. I can't believe yes. it. Yes, yeah. What a tremendous <laughs> album this was. You, you sing Wild One, too. That's great. You know, it's a great song. By oh, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, um, I've always been a youth huge thin lizzie fan you know when i heard i was interviewing you I, I dug this up i had it in the basement and i said i know where i know i have i have it somewhere and uh, i found it and i was like this is so great it's 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 an awesome cd and you did the best version of back on the streets so many bands did back on the streets i think kiss Vinnie vincent your version and ace freely i think did it and your version was by far the best i agree <laughs> and the video the other versions and, and you know, I've heard the other versions, and they don't—they don't—they don't have the same kind of soul that this one. Agreed. This my version has, Agreed. and it has a lot to do with Goran Edmonds' vocal, which was great. And also, I didn't—I I didn't want to break the world record in playing millions of notes in the guitar solo because I don't think this, the song should have a guitar solo like that. Mm -hmm. It should be slow and melodic, and that's what I did. And I think it fits the song perfectly. And the video was classic too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a fun Someone video. Stole my guitar. <laughs> yeah. That, that video. That video was uh, shot in in Holland by an American film team, and uh, and uh, you know when I see it today, it's kind of cheesy, but but you know it, it's. Uh, but at the same time, it was fun, you know. Yeah, do, you know. I, I never thought cheesy. I, I I liked it. I thought it was a it was a good storyline too on it. You yeah, unique storyline. It, it's just when it's just when you it, I, I guess it's just when you see yourself, you know, like yes. like that, you know, running around looking for, you know, this my stolen guitar in different pawn shops and <laughs> places, and and then I finally find find it, and then I run because it's going to be a gig, you know, in five minutes or so, and, it's, and I run up on stage. And just like, you know, just a couple of minutes, just one minute before the guitar solo, I just made it on stage and plugged in the guitar. And it's, it's like, <laughs> it's, it's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. 
But, but was, a lot of people like it. Yeah, it was fitting for the time too. You know, it's fun stuff. It's energy. You know, and that's what it was all about back yeah, then. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Here's it should, another. You know, it, it it should have a little bit of you know uh, fun. It, it does. Everything doesn't have to be so serious all the time. And, Very true. You know, it's a uh, it's comedy. It's a little bit of comedy in there. True. Here's another great album. Oh yeah, yeah. Up from the ashes. Wow, what a what a tremendous album this was, and it didn't get the notoriety that it truly deserved. You know, I spoke with Don about yeah. it about a year ago and he said it's one of the best things he's ever done in his entire life. Um, why do you think it didn't get the accolades that it really deserved? I think it's the best uh, document. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank you. Uh, I don't know. It was just times were changing at, at that point, you know. Uh, it got released right when, you know, the grunge scene started mm -hmm. to happen and I think it had a lot to do with that right so and we started noticing when we went on tour to to promote the album we started know because right then when we were on tour the Nirvana released uh, smells like teen spirit and Don just said oh man this is I you know this is something is happening here now I can feel it you know yeah so the, the 80s uh, thing was over with at that point, you know. But uh, it's like with everything. It's just so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it still holds up. I listen to it all the time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it go, it go, everything goes in, in circles. It comes back again. And, you know, now the grunge thing is completely gone. And now it's more kind of back to that kind of music again, more hard rock sure. type of melodic hard rock type of thing is back you know so you know trends come and go you know that's how it that's how it is you know yeah. but we still had we still had a very good tour um it's actually one of the most fun tours i ever done because the band was great yep. you know we had we had peter baldis on bass amazing bass player bass player from except and mickey d on drums and uh and this other guitar player from Texas called Billy White, which is just from Austin, Texas, which is just fantastic and a, and a great guy to work with. And, uh, and and then Don, of course, and he was singing great on that tour, and it was oh, a lot yeah. of fun to do. And we did we did some pretty big shows too. I mean, when we headlined, it was more like a house of blues type of you know venues, but. We also did a, a tour with Judas Priest. We played a few uh, shows with Judas Priest. And then we did a longer run with Poison, which were huge at the time. Yeah. But even they they started to notice that less and less people were coming to the show. There were half empty halls and things wow. like that. And th that was just when you know Nirvana started taking off and then Pearl Jam and, and, and all those bands come, wow. coming in. So yeah. That was that was then that was in you know the talk sales wise and uh, commercial wise uh, commercially whatever you, you call it. Uh, it, it that, when the grunge thing hit it was the nail in the coffin for that record but it still sold gold which wow. is cool. You know it's funny timing yeah. is everything. But, it, but, too early. But, but yeah, but for Dawn that was a disappointment because the the albums before that had gone all gone platinum. You know, yeah. so so selling gold was was you know a big disappointment. I thought selling gold was why well, should be super happy with it. I mean, it's a gold <laughs> album. It's, it's it's incredible. 
Yeah. No, no, no. He wanted he wanted to go platinum, double platinum, and all that stuff. But it deserved yeah. to be it deserved to be platinum. It's it's that good of an album. So I get it. You know. I think so too. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, my last question for you is: um, any updates on a follow up to Europe's uh, "Walk the Earth" CD? Uh, we're talking about, uh, I don't know if you're going to start recording this year, but we're definitely going to start recording next year, for sure. Okay. So all the guys are, at the moment, just writing songs and putting the ideas down and stuff. So so I don't know if it's going to happen this year, but I hope so. I yeah. hope so. at least start, you know, start repairing and then doing, you know, demos and things like that. But but um, but mainly now I'm just going to focus on on my uh, solo stuff uh, because we don't have really have much things going on right now. I mean we have a few gigs here and we're going to South America later this right. year in December I think. But so mainly I'm just going to focus on on uh, doing the solo the solo uh, stuff and and uh, there is there there's a few more videos coming and the third single now will be one by one with Uge on it and we already shot the video and, and oh, it's wow. it, and it's great oh, yeah I yeah wait. i cannot wait yeah yeah, yeah, yeah it's it's really it's really a fun video too it's uh, you know, so we are kind of like uh, running around and we are in the ferrari shop and um, and uh, we're on one of these things that you know the car is on one of those things that goes around yeah but there's no car there. We're on it instead. And and then and I'm not going to tell you the whole story because okay. it will be out will be out soon. But I think it's um uh one of the one of the best sounding songs on the album, mix wise. Right. And then yeah. of course August sings and August sings great on it. And voice of Voice of Silence already has fifty thousand hits. Pretty incredible, right? It's only been a, a week or two. It's out, right? A week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just uh, just keeps just keep uh, you know kicking away. You know. Congrats. So and Congrats. I think Ceylon uh, Ceylon is about hundred. I don't know what it is. It's over hundred at least 100, 10, 120 or something like that, which yeah. is good these days. You know. True. I, mean, I think people are excited. Happy, you know? I think people are excited to hear you and hear you play and do your solo thing. I think people enjoy your playing. I know I always have. So it's great to hear you step out of the Europe box and go into your solo box. And I enjoy your yeah, play. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, because Europe Europe is, uh, it's more kind of a like, uh, they have their thing. And it's it's more like a confined uh, box, whatever you, whatever you call it. it it's mm -hmm. like... It kind of has to stick to, and it's five guys, you know, with opinions and this and that, and and uh, and um, you have to do some compromises, you know, and um, sure. and uh, so I, so I feel like it's very important to for me to do solo stuff on the side, uh, on uh, on the side of the band because I can't just be, you know, doing the same thing over and over again, you know. Sure. It just it just gets boring. I mean, when we do an album and then comes out with a new new material and tour, it, it, it's fun. Yeah, you know. But now we haven't done an album for uh, a few years, and uh, and the set list hasn't changed that much either. So so I I feel like uh, I feel like it's very important for me to do other other things or my my solo stuff just to vent. Or, you know, new stuff, because, I mean, being a musician is about, you know, doing new stuff and, and 
keep uh, moving forward and, and things like that, you know. And, and being creative. And that happens every time Europe does an album, but, but now it's been such a long time ago and, and I felt like when the COVID thing hit, I, I just thought, well, you know, I can't just be sitting around here now. I'm just going to do a solo album, you know. Yeah, I'm glad you did. So, I, think, I think it's a tremendous yeah. album and I wish you the best. I, I can't say enough great things about it. And I, I only got it yesterday, but I really enjoy it. So I'm going to start listening to it more. So excellent. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. I want to thank you so much for your time. I was so excited to speak to you. I've been I've been bothering Michelle since like last year, saying when is John going to do interviews? I wanted to, <laughs> so she's probably <laughs> had, glad to have me offer back now. So uh, she was so yeah, nice yeah. to get this up, and I really appreciate talking. Oh yeah, it's totally cool. I really appreciate. It. I had I had I had fun. I had fun talking to you. Yeah. And the reason I'm so red and the reason I'm so red in the face is because I was on an, out in the sun yesterday. And I got the sunburn, you know, so that's why my face is all like reddish, you know. But in, in a couple of days, it will uh, turn into a, a nice brown color. Okay. You know? <laughs> it, it's, our, it's, our, it's, it's our Scandinavian skin, you know, we can't handle too much sun. So yeah. that's why I look like this. I look like a tomato in the face, you know. This is, this is my Italian skin color. So, yeah, we've been out in the sun. We were on vacation and we came back last week. So I have a good tan right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, you look good, man. I wish I could oh. have tan like that. <laughs> <laughs> You're working too hard. You have to lay on the beach. Twiddle your thumbs oh, on the yeah. beach for a little while and sit, uh, you know, then you'll get a nice tan. <laughs> yes, yes, definitely. <laughs> well, John, thank you so much. It was such an honor and it's such a pleasure. And I hope when the new album, Europe album comes out, I, I get to talk to you again. It would be really tremendous for me. So thank you. Yeah, yeah. That sounds great. And I'll, I'll, Take care, I'll send friend. this out to the world once we're once it gets posted, okay? All right, great. Sounds great. Thank you. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye.